Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Threepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Josh. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good. Uh, and then we've got from, uh, well, California. It took me a second to think where you're from. Uh, Josh Dugan uh, joining us. Uh, about time. It's been a while. Yeah, hola. Okay, that's it. Yep. This is the Royals Review Podcast. It's how you want to be known as? Uh, yeah, this is me. Okay, all right. Cool. <laughs> and then... Uh, you know, to, to Josh killed the mood, but now we've still got uh, <laughs> the editor in chief, the overlord, supreme commander, uh, Max the Reaper, Max Roper Reaper. Hey, I'll bring the energy tonight. Okay, cool. I was going to say Max because has anybody seen the movie Great White Hype? Uh, yeah. Because uh, the character's name is Max the Reaper Roper, but that doesn't work for you, Max, because you're actually already Reaper. So that kind of sorry. We got to think of a different word in the middle there. Oh, he's like Mr. Roper, right? Ooh, yeah, okay. All right, Mr. Roper, Mr. Roper. All right, cool. All right, well, anyways, I'm done trying to talk about pop culture. That's another podcast. Uh, So many things have happened since our last podcast. Um, The main thing, of course, that we didn't get to talk about was the death of Yodona Ventura, who died in January uh, down in his native country. Um, That, of course, kind of made a tight spot for the Royals. I mean, not even thinking about the roster. It's just unfortunate for the whole Royals family. Where were you guys at uh, when you guys saw uh, or got the news? I was at a breakfast with my kids, and I got a text from a buddy that said, uh, he said Marte had died, and that he heard that Yordana Ventura died. And at first I thought that it was Starling Marte that he was talking about for the Pirates. And I thought that he was getting fake news. I mean, like, I really thought it was fake. And I was like, that's a stupid rumor that probably isn't true. So I had to, I had to get home. And then I think about that time, his agent, Jordana Ventura's agency actually confirmed it by then. And I don't know, it just, yeah, just kind of hard to sink in. Like, I didn't think it was real. And um, I don't know, like, I guess the Jose Fernandez death last fall kind of primed you a little bit that that, that kind of stuff could happen. But uh, what happens to I guess your team and it's a little close to home I guess it it was uh it was you know a lot more difficult to take in I think yeah I mean I woke up to that news on what that Sunday morning 
It was a. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't seem real at all. Yeah, I mean, it was a similar situation for me where I I woke up to uh, about half a dozen text messages on my phone from friends and family telling me that it had happened, um, and so I kind of <laughs> bolted out of bed to try and get online and figure out if what they were saying was actually what was going on, and it was uh, it was not not pleasant. Yeah, the Jose Fernandez death, that's a good point, Max. That's one that like really hit me pretty hard because I really, really love that guy. But, of course, we all loved Ventura as well. And, yeah, those both happened on a Saturday. I remember waking up both those Sundays really late. Hmm. Well, you know, I'm, I am glad that the news turned out that he wasn't actually robbed and still alive. That's kind of a brutal rumor that I don't – did Pedro Martinez like ever like apologize for that or where the hell did that come from? Well, he, he got it from a, some news source in – uh, the Dominican. So I mean, it wasn't like he made it up, but uh, you know, I don't know. Like, how, we don't know how you know serious of journalists that was, or yeah. I'm sure that was kind of the scuttlebutt around the island. But um, and we still don't know. I mean, we don't really know all the details yet. Uh, whether or not you know he didn't have any. There was no out, sign of alcohol on the scene, but we still have to do a toxicology report, and they haven't really released many details about what happened that night. I mean. I, I guess it was a speed limit of 15 miles an hour, so I guess it's like a mountainous That's a crazy area. road. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know how you flip a car, you know, and on a road that you know has a speed limit of 15 miles an hour. So I don't know. There's there's a lot we don't know about it. So it's hard to speculate. I don't. I wouldn't want to speculate about what happened. Yeah, and part of that speculation, you know, and I think it, they said it'd take three weeks for the toxicology and autopsy or I, I don't even remember if they did an autopsy I thought they someone requested that they the family requested they wouldn't does that sound right anyone remember that I thought it was well I think they months. have to do one just for insurance reasons okay. so I knew yeah. they did toxicology um, okay because if they if they, find, if they find out that he was drinking and driving then the royals can at their option I guess make the guarantee the contract yeah is a 20 million dollar contract non-guaranteed uh, and if if uh, and there, you know, there's some. You know, if it is, if if they do end up having to pay it out, there is insurance against it. Like they have a life insurance policy against him, so that they would right. still get compensated for most of it. Uh, and even if they do, are off the hook uh, as far as financial obligations. I think typically the teams end up settling with the estate uh, for you know a substantial amount. So uh, you know, there's still a lot. There are a lot of financial implications for the Royals and for the estate of your. You're Donna Ventura. That's why you have to do these kind of yeah. toxicology reports. So. Yeah, and I wonder what kind of tributes they're going to have throughout the year for him. I mean, I imagine, obviously, opening day, there's going to be a big thing about him, but I wouldn't be surprised. And, of course, they're probably going to wear patches and everything, but um, I imagine they might set up like a charity in his name. But kind of a controversial topic, and you know, I think it's okay to talk about it now. Um, some of us talked about, and I was against it, but I think some people were for it as far as Jordana Ventura in the uh, Royals Hall of Fame, at least. Or I'm sorry, retiring his number. Um, is that too far, or do you guys like to think of that more on the field? Or I know, I think Josh Ward and I, I think we had the same feelings on that. I mean, I, I retiring the number is is probably a bit a bit much, but I could totally understand them having some sort of a position for him in the Royals Hall of Fame, if only, you know, due due to the the 
circumstances surrounding his passing, um, the fact that he was a part of uh, two, you know, World Series teams, one of which won. Um, and I I can also understand if um, if nobody really wears the number anymore, um, which is something that has happened before. Um, but I don't I don't know if I can necessarily go through with the entire idea of having it officially retired and kind of hung up on the wall next to Brett and White and. Yeah, what did the Angels do with Aiden Hart? For the, I mean, they didn't. Did they retire his number or anything? Anyone know? No, I, I tried to look back and see what the history was of like players that died young, and I think the the Astros had a young player in the '60s, Jim uh, Umbricht, who died of cancer, and they retired his number after just two years. Um, but typically, I mean, the Marlins with Jose Fernandez, they're, they're retiring his number, but mm. it's not. Yeah, Nick Aiden Hart, they didn't do that with him. Daryl Kyle died with the Cardinals. They didn't right. retire his number. Corey Lytle with the Yankees. It's typically not something yeah. they do. Uh, you no. know, my, my only argument was that, uh, I, I guess, first of all, I don't, I, I think, you know, retiring numbers is kind of a ceremonial thing. It's not, it's not like the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. It's kind of for the fans and for the organization, for the players. So I don't think it's like some sacrosanct thing to say Jordana Ventura's number should be up there with White and Brett. And actually, I, I'm, I guess I'm the reverse of Josh Ward. I I would not put him in the Hall of Fame because I think that's reserved more for merit. And I, but I would retire his number because I think that's for all sorts of honors. And the Chiefs, you know, across the parking lot, they retired the number of uh, Mackley Hill, who was a young running back that died after one year uh, after he had surgery. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of a precedent for it. But, um, you know, I understand the – you know, I don't think it's crass or, you know – bad to, to be against that i mean i think some people do hold the numbers to be kind of like uh you know a big deal and that should be reserved only for merit so i understand that too i i don't think it's a big deal to be against it but uh i, I thought it'd be a good idea just to because i don't think anyone is going to wear it for a while so i thought it'd just be a good idea to go ahead and uh retire that number for good yeah aiden hart died no nine and no one's worn 34 yet for the angels this song so and they might have silently it, retired it aiden hart also only played four games yeah yeah oh yeah you and, know, and like and Lytle, what you know, Daryl Kyle was that season he had joined the Cardinals, right? Yeah, yeah, something like he was only second year of the team. Well, yeah. and and nobody's worn Daryl Kyle's number since he passed away either on the Cardinals, the Astros, or the Rockies. Um, oh, really? Yeah. What? And let me look up for Lydell. He died as a yeah Yankee. Uh, so number thirty, yeah, Nate Baldy's number thirty, David Robertson, Scott Patterson. So yeah, okay. Does it make a difference? Because you know, Aiden Hart died, not of his fault, um, but you know, Ventura. If it comes up that you know he was intoxicated, does that change the kind of um, honor in a way for him? Well, I don't know, Jose Fernandez. I mean, they found out he had alcohol in his system. Yeah, cocaine. But yeah. they're still retiring his number. So, yeah, it probably does, you know, put a little bit of a stain on it, I think. But, um, you know, I, I think you're still celebrating a life that was cut down tragically short. And, and um, uh, I, I don't know. I guess, that's a good question. I don't know. I think it would it'd probably put a stain on it for a little bit, yeah. Well, and isn't Hauser's number is retired too, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right. ten and twenty. And I mean, Hauser wasn't with the Royals that long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, five or five, good five seasons, but yeah, yeah, that's that's about yeah. Would, would, so I guess just a little bit longer than Ventura. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, having having a championship under your belt too, I think that's, you know, this isn't like Jordan Ventura spent like. 1996 and 1998 with the Royals. You know, this is three yeah. of the most exciting, you know, one of the best, most memorable eras in Royals history. Too. Yeah, certainly. All right. Well, um, uh, maybe, you know, more positive news, at least. Um, Brandon Moss, we've got a DH. We've got a DH who uh, might not play the outfield, but might, but at least he can. And uh, he has a lot of power that he can access occasionally. Uh, what do you guys think about Brennan Moss's the DH? Um. Yeah. All right. Okay. Like that's that was kind of my first reaction. Yeah. Like. I don't know. I I I feel like the. Brandon Moss, of, 2014, 2013, would have been a good you know pickup, but the Brandon Moss that's existed for the last two seasons hasn't quite been that guy. So I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a question of they think he can be better than what he's been, or if this is just kind of what he is now and they're okay with that. But, um, he, the big question for, for me is that I, I feel like it took away some roster flexibility that they had with Jorge Soler and being able to put him at DH um, because his defense has never really been all that good. Um, Could they but, not just swap Soler and, and Moss effectively? You know, if they wanted to, right? I mean, they could, but uh, Moss's defense also hasn't been yeah, very good. Sure. So, and, I mean, it's kind of a pick-your-poison on who you want to be in right field at that point. Um, and I would suspect that they're probably going to have a lot of defensive replacements <laughs> in later innings. So I think if depending on who you want to play out there kind of depends on who you want to take out of the game in the eighth inning, uh, more or less. So I, th- I think he's a, he's a, he's a decent acquisition, uh, obviously with, without having Kendris Morales around, you kind of needed a guy. Um, and he, you know, he hit 28 home runs last year, so that would have easily led the team. So it's, I mean, it's a, but you, you know, and moving to Kaufman's always a question mark on power hitters. And so it's just kind of a, yeah, all right. See how it goes. Dugan. I'm totally okay with it. I, I mean, I think he. It's at least he's more flexible positionally than Morales was. Mm, yeah, that's true. Um, what do you mean? You're looking at you didn't like Morales' four games in right field in Seattle. He, you think he, he was, was shockingly okay in the outfield uh, for those four games. Um, but uh, no, I, I mean, I probably would have preferred Napoli to Moss, but. Moss is at least Moss does afford more flexibility position wise. I mean, I 
the alternative to me is relying way too heavily upon way too heavily upon um Apollo Orlando who is you know going to regress pretty heavily or 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 the alternative is uh Billy Burns and I don't think there's any reason to be completely confident that he'll be productive also. Max, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the positional versatility was a big deal because, I mean, you look at the GH market, and, uh, you know, first of all, Kendrick Morales signed right away, and, and good for him because he got a three-year, $39 million deal that pretty much dwarfs what, you know, a lot of other comparable DHs got. Uh, you know, Mark Trumbo, I think he was expecting, what, what, $60 million, $80 million contract, he ends up getting less than Morales. So, you know, the Royals, I think we give Dayton Moore a lot of grief for jumping early on the market, kind of mistiming it. And this year, you know, some of it was circumstance with the Ventura death. But, you know, I think he played the DH market really well, uh, kind of waiting the market out and letting a guy like Moss kind of come to come on their terms. And, uh, you know, I think they chose Moss instead of, like, Chris Carter or Pedro Alvarez because Moss is – you know, Josh, you said he was not good defensively, but I think the metrics show he's he's passable on the corners. Uh, not so good at first base, but um, you know he's a guy you could probably stick out there uh, once or twice a week and not get killed on it. Um, and as far as his power, you know, translating Kaufman, um, you know he's a guy that uh, has you know, I think was fifth last year in average distance uh, on batted balls. Um, just you know he's a guy that hits the ball really hard. He has a Kind of grip it and rip it approach to the to the at the plate, uh, which is kind of what the Royals have needed. Um, and you know, it's just interesting that they're kind of moving towards a more of a, a power stance of their lineup. Um, I think they recognize the changing nature of the game, and um, and they kind of have to get away from the pop gun offense they've shown in the past. So I, I I like the move. I think it was good to have a regular DH in there that can have a little positional versatility and, and not go with like Paulo Orlando and Chesmore Cuthbert at DH. I think that would have been. Uh, pretty a disaster, pretty much. So yeah. I like having Moss in the lineup. So. If I if I put the over under for games Brandon Moss plays in right field at twenty twenty and a half, anybody taking the over? I would. Just because you think Solaire is going to get injured? Uh, I mean, I think there are any number of reasons. I think I think they're going to rotate Solaire into DH some. And I really do think they are going to try to, like, get more players rest at DH. Get more players, like, in the lineup, but yeah. not having to play in the field. Yeah, and and so kind of on that thought, um, Cuthbert is an interesting thing because Cuthbert kind of lost his role in a way. I mean, you, you're not going to have both Moss and Solaire and Cuthbert and Cologne all guys, I mean, Clone won't DH, but Clone is a guy who's who's a bench player, a bench bat, effectively. Um, what's going on? Do you think Cutler goes right to, oh, well, no, he's out of options, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. he's out of options, so he right. can't go to the Monsters. Wow. And uh, Clone, both Cuthbert and Clone are out of options. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I wonder who's the Ottoman out then in that. Well, do you think, do you think Cuthbert's going to transition to second base like everyone's excited about? I don't even know if he's played no. second base. Like he's well, he like, there were reports he was doing well in winter ball, but that's pretty, yeah. it was pretty vague. Yeah, it was pretty vague. But was, I looked up his winter ball stats, and he doesn't have like he hasn't actually played in any of the winter ball leagues yet. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering if he. 
funny. I'm wondering if he went there as like sort of an instructional league thing. Where sure. Yeah. Not... It's a league you've never he's, heard of. He's uh, not playing, but he's just working on the drills, yeah. more or less. Okay. No, I'm with you. That's what I think. I mean, he had, yeah. But, it's like when he... I mean... Because in Omaha, no, he, he never actually played second base, but he took like ground, you know, he, before the game, he would practice at second base. So it might just be that, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think if you have to choose between them, you just take the younger, better of the two, right? Certainly. Like, yeah. I mean, Cuthbert over a full season showed far more potential than Cologne has ever shown. Yeah. I think the problem with that, though, is that Cologne can play all the other infield positions where Cuthbert is probably pretty defensively limited and, you know, can only play third and not even that very well. So yeah, I kind of expect Cuthbert to be traded for a reliever of some sort or some, some sort of pitcher, but I don't know what kind of market there is for him because he's, you know, on the one side, he's a 23-year-old with an okay-ish season. Uh, you know, on the downside, he's not very good defensively. His uh, hit tool isn't great. It's, you know, it's okay. So I don't know. I don't know what you can get for him at this point or what teams are even looking for third baseman. Atlanta might make sense. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. I still think the Phillies would be interested, just my opinion, um, just because Michael Franco is going to go to first base or Cuthbert's going to – I mean, Franco's not, like, stopping that, and they're a team that has some pieces they can – I mean, they're in full rebuild. So, yeah, I don't know about Atlanta, though, because I think Atlanta's got um, Albies who could play there. They've got Swanson who might move to third base. There's a lot of guys that – um, they've got Travis Demerit. They've got a bunch of guys that I think they're trying to figure out what to do, at least in the middle infield. But I'm with you. I think Cuthbert's a trade piece at this point. Um, and then you just plug in Hunter Dozier next year, and you're in. Yeah? Works for me. All right. Hey, the eyes have it. Perfect. Uh, next move, maybe one that was necessitated by, unfortunately, the death of Ventura is the signing of uh, Jason Hamill. Uh, AL Wildcard 2014 gave up the go the game winning run. Yeah, the 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 walk off hit to Perez. Uh, just won the World Series with the Cubs. Had an elbow injury, uh, so it was kind of questionable what he was going to do. And then he signed for the Royals for a, a sum that I'm blanking on right now. Not two twenty, not two twelve. That was Moss. What? It was two sixteen. Two sixteen. Yes. Moss got an option. But it's. Uh... I don't remember. Did Hamill get an option? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actual. Oh, what is a two million dollar buyout? Of course. Okay. There aren't even there aren't options though with the mutual. Yeah. Options. What do we know? Is there a dollar figure for that mutual option? Two million. Oh, okay. Two, yeah. Wait. So two million mutual option with a two million dollar buyout? No, two million buyout with a what ten? I think is the. Oh yeah, the total of the option I think is ten. Oh okay, because I was looking because Fangraphs just has it at zero. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting. I'd like that mutual option. That's cool. Zero dollars. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So, Hamill is. I thought it was a decent signing. I'm usually pessimistic about stuff, but I was like, you know what? All right, that's that's decent enough. It's I like that signing more than I think I lost like the Moss signing. And Hamill mm-hmm. at least is good enough that if they're awful, uh, you know, at the trade deadline, they could they could really move them and get something back if they wanted to. If they went fire sell mode. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, I, he's perfectly crumbling at number three, number four starter, I think, in the league. And, um, yeah, I, I, I was a little mystified he didn't get more attention on the market, especially with such a crummy sure. starting pitching market this offseason. 
Uh, so it makes me think Kings were a little scared of his medicals. Yeah. But uh, at the press conference, he said that he, you know, he missed the start in September with an elbow injury. And then he said today at the press conference that he could have made that start if he wanted to, but they were saving him for the postseason, which he was left off the roster, not mm-hmm. because he was hurt, but because they had too many other good pitchers that they wanted instead of him, which didn't quite make sense. But, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I guess we'll go with it. But, you know, certainly an elbow injury is always going to make you a little nervous, I think, especially with the Royals. I'm not sure. Record. Yeah, I'm not sure I've ever heard a pitcher or an MLB player say, like, oh, yeah, those guys were better than me. Like, I didn't make the <laughs> roster because they're better than me. You know? Yeah, that Mike Montgomery guy, man, he's really good. He's yeah. a lot better than me. Yeah. Or, like, C.J. Edwards or Dustin Grimm. I don't even, I, or I don't even think, or, like, John Lackey. I'm not even sure if John Lackey, or he might have. But Justin Grimm didn't pitch, so I, I don't know. Anyways, but, yeah, that was kind of a weird one. Yeah. Well, and the thing that I wrote about him on, uh, was that Monday morning, I guess it was, was essentially trying to compare him to Ian Kennedy is kind of where it landed uh, in terms of what you might expect from a production standpoint, because the two of them are, they have some strong similarities in in terms of... uh, the kind of contact they induce and the amount of uh, swings and misses they get. Kennedy strikes out more guys, but uh, Hamill walks fewer batters, so it sort of balances out over the long run, I guess. Um, they both had seasons that you know were worth 1.7 wins above replacement last year, um, and the but the stark difference being that Ian Kennedy is going to make like yeah. thirteen million this year, and yeah. Jason Hamill is going to make five. So there's 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 a, the the real difference is that Jason Jason Hamill also doesn't um, doesn't pitch deep into games frequently, uh, and I forget who wrote about it or somebody pointed it out in one of the comments or Max had something on it. Um, oh, it was with the, the interview you did with Al Yellen from, from bleed cubby blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking about that. Uh, it was Joe Madden more than Jason Hamill pulling him from games. Oh, huh. That yeah, Joe Madden. Figure out why he was getting pulled. Like, Cause he only averaged like five and a half innings per start, which is like one of the lowest. Out of any yeah, qualified and, starter the last two years, and I couldn't really figure it out because I thought, you know, maybe well, maybe he's just stinks the third time through a lineup. He's actually really good the third time through a lineup, like one of the best in the league. Right. So I don't know, maybe it's just Joe Madden, uh, kind of protecting him and going to a deep bullpen in Chicago, right? And just kind of, you know, you know, you'd rather go to a fresh reliever, I guess, than than play your, you know, gamble with Hamill the third time through. So I, I don't know. It, I don't know if he's a guy that's necessarily going to, you know, struggle here because of that. Because you know, Ned, Ned Yost tends to leave his guys in a little too long, yeah. if anything. So I don't know. Maybe that'll be a good thing for him to, to go deeper in games here. Yeah, and then there's yeah. the question about him. Again, I don't buy it, but there was the second half collapse that he kind of has a reputation for falling mm-hmm. off the cliff in the second half, which again is probably mean is meaningless in my opinion, but. It is kind of strange that the past few years, every single second half, he's really kind of fallen apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's never gone 200 innings in a season either. Yeah, but we all 
I think we'd all definitely take the Hamill contract over the Kennedy contract at this point. Yay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else think it's weird that people keep bringing up the Salvador Perez hit, the walk-off hit? <laughs> they wouldn't it's like, about that. And it's like, okay, if you go back to that pitch, mm-hmm. Salvador Perez hit put that ball into play and it was what like six inches off the plate oh god yeah it might have been you know like that was that was like the best pitch he possibly could have thrown yeah and somehow salvador perez not only took one six inches off the plate but then pulled it yeah like Mm -hmm. i mean there's no rhyme or reason to how that how that pitch was ever put into play what are people saying diving josh donaldson yeah what uh what were people saying about that I, i must have missed this whole thing he was asked well, like they four certainly times keep bringing press conference. Oh, people kept bringing it up? Yeah. Yes. Who gives a shit? <laughs> they wanted it's a local tie-in. Right. I think. And, All right. I mean, hey, he was like, well, what, what can I say? You yeah, know? Remember that time our team beat you and your team in a freaking extra <laughs> inning? Well, and, and the, other, the other thing that... Uh... What did you say, Josh? Uh, give me Give me two seconds. My internet's being weird. Oh. Uh-oh. Loaded that out. Yeah. Now leave this in. Damn it. This is great. I can't let the viewers know. This is great. This human. is great. Um, quick Pakoda game, because we're going to play a little more Pakoda game. Who is going to, according to Pakoda, and don't cheat, if if you have Pakoda, don't do it. Who's going to lead the team in walks this year? Total number of walks. Not walk percentage, total number of walks. According to Bakoda. Jordan? Moustakis. Uh, we lost Josh Ward. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, it is actually, according to Bakoda, Eric Hosmer. Uh, yeah. Not, not buying that. Contract year. <laughs> oh, yeah, contract year. Sorry about that. No, uh, we... You mean a walk year? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, okay, random. Well, and... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no go, ahead. go ahead, Ward. We're just chatting well, about Well, the thing I was going to bring up about Jason Hamill is that it's not only do people keep bringing it up to him and telling him what a great moment that was for Kansas City, and he's, you know, standing there like, yeah, that was like one of the worst days of my life. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we lost, you know, a five-run lead <laughs> in Blue the eighth twice, day. late. Yeah, you know. And got eliminated. Uh, he didn't do any of that, though. Yeah. He, he, he was like the only reliever yeah. for Oakland who actually did his job correctly and right. got screwed. He walked into that situation. The only player he faced was Perez, and he got screwed. Yeah. Like, there's, he didn't do anything wrong. Well, why didn't yeah. they, they ask Brandon Moss the same questions? I mean, he was on that exact same team, and he got – Oh, and Moss actually – didn't yeah. Moss misplay a ball on the warning track? Uh, Yeah, he and um, – I can't think of this interview there was, but yeah. Sam Fold? Who? Sam Fold. Sam Fold? Right. Yeah. And Mo- I mean, Moss, of course, had two home runs in that game, but, you know, that's still the thing. It's like, this is... Co- Anyways. That no, that sense. was Johnny Gomes, wasn't it? No, Brandon Moss had two home runs in that game. No, no but... I mean, Johnny Gomes oh. just played and left, I think. Oh, okay. I okay. After we watched that. Moss might have been in the right. Um, all right. Yeah, but they asked, they asked both of them. Just... That's weird, though. <laughs> Dude, just leave him alone about it. I don't yeah. think it's a pleasant memory for him. Yeah. And yeah. then when your wife divorced you? Yeah. <laughs> that soul-crushing game and then, you And then she married me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then she married the guy next to me? Huh. 
What do you think about that? Did you think about that before you signed it? Yeah. Right. Well, they tried. God bless them. Well, it's yeah. probably a uh, Sred Petro question or something like that. I bet. I don't know. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, uh, next move made. Actually, just recently moved. And this one was kind of a head scratcher. I think when we first saw it, and I was, I, I was a little like hot behind the ears or whatever the expression is. I was definitely a little, little, little kind of like confused and upset when uh, Alec Mills got DFA'd and it kind of took everybody by surprise, right? Yeah. Very the DFA so. without the yeah. without the ensuing trade. Yeah. That was like, right. wait, what? Yeah, that I didn't what? get. And I mean, where's where is he going and why? <laughs> yeah. Cuz he'll definitely be claimed and and like I think yeah. Max posted more said, "Oh yeah, someone's going to claim him." It's like, well, "Why would you DFA him then?" <laughs> but Right. I don't know. But yeah, so he ended up getting traded for Donnie Dewees from the University of North Florida, who I really like. Uh, what you say? No, yeah, he's. I, I like his profile. Yes, I think he's gonna hit a bit, and he's a good runner, and he's gonna stay in center, and I think he's mm-hmm. better than. Well, okay, uh, I take this with a grain of salt, but I think he's better than Gerard Dyson. He won't maybe be as good as Gerard Dyson, but I think he talent-wise is better, a better package than Dyson. Did you just opinion. make a cross-racial con? Yes. Yeah, I know you're not allowed to do that. Awesome. But, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that uh, I think that you're I think he's an everyday regular. He's not might not you know he's not Brett Gardner. I saw someone try to comp him to Brett Gardner, but all short, speedy white guys who play the outfield are not Brett Gardner. We've got to drop that. Well, oh, they have to they have to dive into first. Yes, right. Not they wear the high socks and the gold yeah. chain. Mm-hmm. And right, yeah. Nah. Anyways, I would love him to be Brett Gardner. Um, but no, he doesn't have that power. He's a guy that's going to, you know, hit doubles and maybe a handful of home runs. But yeah, I, I like Alec Mills, but I think I like, uh, I think I like, um, Dewey's more. Donnie Dewey. Yeah. That's great I'm man. there with you. DD. Yeah. Hey, no, I, I think that's, I think that's a, a very good trade and that's the kind of trade that you, yeah. you kind of have been wanting Dayton Moore to make more frequently. Yeah. Um, you can literally find right-handed relievers anywhere, literally, yeah, or spot starters. Up. I mean, because yeah. he's what he'd be like the what number seven or number eight starter. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like yeah. he's he's not so important that you don't trade that when some other team wants to trade for it. Right. Especially like a legit like Dewey's is a legit prospect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's interestingly no. a top ten, um, instantly a top ten From... prospect, at least in my opinion. And I think Sickles ranked him eighth or ninth. So, I mean, yeah. Do we have, but more importantly, do we have an anagram? I'm pulling it up. Do we have an anagram yet for Donnie Dewey's? Someone came up with one, and I can't. Someone knew the weenies. That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely going to be on there. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's, I got 30, I got 3,000 results for Donnie Dewey's anagram. So, we'll, uh, we'll have to weed through that later, but. It uh, actually looks like, yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be a fun one. Uh, weed is definitely in there too. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Gonna yeah. Have weed or weed. Don, yeah. Don Weenies. Yeah. <laughs> Royal Cannabis is gonna have a good time with Ooh. that. Sweden. <laughs> Sweden isn't. You can also do that. That's a great name. I love oh, that. Swedish Sex Dungeon. Yep. Lots. Of... Oh, there it is. Sweden Die One. There. Anyway. Welcome to the Don. I, so yeah, Don Dewey gets a thumbs up from from me. Um, yeah, most certainly. If if he were, and and what's funny about it is if he were. 
If you were 24 and not 23, I wouldn't like the trade as much. Oh, really? Why? Just the, the one year? Just just the one year. The <laughs> the fact that, you know, he's he's still young enough to to improve over the numbers that he's kind of put up. Um I mean, he's obviously not straight out of college or high school or anything like that, but uh he's got a good profile and he and he sort of fits kind of what the Royals are going to be lacking. Uh, after next season, which is, I mean, really, like, the the they're kind of slowly revamping the team this year to try and get more power in the lineup between Solaire and Moss, and yeah. you know, with Mustakis being healthy and hopefully, fucking pray to God, Eric Hosmer will Lock adjust his yeah. adjust his swing plane for God's sake yeah. already, but. God, I mean, he could be like a five-win player if he just, oh, if he just, change the launch. If he, if oh. he just, yeah, um, so infuriating. So with Gerard Dyson being gone, with Terrence Terrence Gore not being an everyday player, with Alcides Escobar never getting on base, and with Lorenzo Kane not probably going to be around after next year, um. Most of the speed that has been on the roster is either gone or will be gone uh, in after the next season. And prospect-wise, I think the the closest guy with good running ability to the majors is Bubba Starling. Ooh, he's a good runner. Burns he is okay too. Yeah, and Burns, Burns has is, speed. Burns is like yeah, a yeah, yeah, he's a sixty-five or seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah Burns is good. I just don't know if I mean is it is he still a prospect technically? Burns? No. No, but he's he's under club control for, gotcha. for like three or four more years. Yeah. Right. What about uh, and, Escalera or uh He's pretty quick. Fuku Fuku Fuka? Yeah, uh, Alamani guys. F- yeah. Fuka Fuka? I actually Fuka Fuka. Alfredo Escalera is pretty quick too. Right. Khalil Lee, does yeah. he got some speed? Yeah. Yeah, he's speedy. Yeah, he's a yeah. potential five tool guy. Um, like Bubba, you know. Yeah, like only Bubba. he's hitting potential <laughs> five tool guy. Right, he has the potential, well, which yeah. So did Billy Bean, I guess too. But um, hey, so another thing, um, moving on, uh, the big, probably my favorite, my 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 favorite sort of rivalry, and I think Russell and Dodd mentioned this too. Royals fans versus Pakoda is. The best freaking thing on earth because it's better than Royals fans against La Confora. Um, wait, La Con- La- what's the La-, La Confora, right? Yeah, Confra, Confora, okay, La Confora, La Confora. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, that is so great. They could, I think that I think that Pakota could say that Royals are going to win ninety five games and someone will still be outraged by that. No, I mean that's. That feels remarkably unrealistic, so of course I'm going to be upset by that. Yeah, getting my expectations up, and you yeah, know I don't like that. Yeah. No, I I love Pakoda time of the year. And so initially they put it for 69 wins. Actually, it was 70 wins, then it went to 69, and then they got the Brian Pena bump up to 71. Um, <laughs> oh, Brian Pena. It's just paying off, baby. Yes, um, sir. You got to have the, that praying. I don't know why and... I talk like Ed McMahon when Brian Pena comes around, but... <laughs> Good game does that to me. So let's go. No, we don't need to play the game because everybody's going to take the over on 71 wins, right? Yes. Okay. 
I Correct. Agree. Max? Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, slam dunk. That's a slam dunk from everybody. Uh, and I figure that's the case. So, um, so why don't we why don't we yeah. make the game over under on last year's record? Uh, I'll ooh, ooh, I'll I'll start off. So if we did eighty and a half, I will take. Yeah, sure. Do eighty and a half. I will take. Yeah, I'm gonna say. I wish I could push. Uh, I'll take the under it. I'll take eighty. You wish you could push on half game? <laughs> I don't want to be wrong. You, you wish you could push after I proposed last year's record and then you changed it to 80 and a half and then you wanted to push? Hey, it's my world. You're just living in it. That's fair. I'll take the over. Taking the over. All right. I'll take the over. I think it's like an 83. I think because the rest of the division is just is bad. Aside from the Indians who are really good, I, I don't think the Tigers and White Sox and Twins are going to be very good this year. Are the Royals going to go fifty and zero against the White Sox and Twins again this year, or we think we're probably that's true. They, you know, they did have a really good record against them last year too. So uh, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, I'll, I'll say they'll squeak out a couple more wins. Yeah, all right. Is, I mean, the the difference between Mustakas and Cuthbert is gigantic. Gigantic. I actually, I really think Mustakas is like going to have a three win season. Yeah, that's been his best years have been that. So, yeah, it's, that's reasonable. Uh-oh, too many oh. people want. Oh, yeah. Somebody else go. Uh, so I, I'll say I think we could actually get positive value on a second base for the first time in several seasons. Ooh. I, I believe in Whit Merrifield. Do you believe on that train? Do you really believe in Whit Merrifield, though? Or is it just that you don't believe in anybody else on the team that they said Could be out of desperation. I need something to believe in. Did you know that he hit the uh, walk-off Grand Slam in the College World Series or whatever? With Bear no, South Carolina. Go game his dad's name. His dad has like a super white name, right? Like a really southern white name. I'll figure it out. Uh, his sister and his brother do too. His brother is a uh, height. Oh America. God, that's such a good name. And oh, uh, his sister's Cosner Merrifield. Never mind. His dad's name is Bill. But yeah, it was his bro- his siblings. Okay, that's a great name. Well, height like the like the Korean beer. I, it's H I T E. I don't even know yeah, if that's I, like I, the it, Korean beer. Oh, is that that's how you beautiful. pronounce it? Even it could be Hit Hit hey? I don't know. Oh, that's a great. I don't know how they do it down there. Hitty, Hitty, Hitty. come here, Hitty. Got a good Hitty tool. Yeah. What? Um, so I'm looking at Pakoda. Yeah. There's one player. Got comp. His comparables are Raul Mondesi, Nomar Mazzara, and Carlos Correa. That seems like a pretty damn damn good player, at least prospect wise. <laughs> I have it's some guy named Anderson Tejada who I've literally never heard before, and he plays for Texas, and I think he's 23 years old. So that's a bit of a weird one. Um, but Pakoda did comp 30 different players to Raul Mondesi, for better or for worse. Senior. No, junior. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's Wilmer Flores is there's there's a whole bunch of Raul Monesi comma Wilmer Flores. That's like if you're a shortstop who's young and is just kind of hit okay, then you're mm. Raul Monesi or Wilmer Flores. But um, what if you've hit like Raul Monesi? Uh, what is your in the minors? Mind? He's been up and down though. Yeah, That's I don't know fair. what you'd be, but they did comp Suli Mateus, uh, who is a Royals prospect and he's an outfielder. They comped him to Raul Monesi and Wilmer Flores as well. So. I guess there's a position change coming from Vasuli, um, apparently. <laughs> I don't know how to get those comps, but oh well. Um, hey, so 
So getting back to the wind tunnel real quick, yeah. why why do you guys think, other than a deep hatred of barbecue, or obviously, Kansas, all things related, Kansas City, why do you think Dakota is so down on the Royals this year, and and past years as well? Well, I know this year, as you mentioned um, before, Max, uh, yeah, the defense is just really bizarre. How bad they think the defense is going to be this year, and that's, I mean, and if it's not Fangraphs or it's not. Um, like Steamer or Zips, they really like Royals, the Royals defense. And I think they have them as the second-best defense in baseball. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's defense-related. And then it's also their pitching, I think, and I'm kind of trying to pull it up right now. And I don't like their deserved run average. I don't like that metric at all. But I think they've got, like, everybody being pretty bad there as far as, like, ERA. Um, so, yeah, I think they just don't have confidence in the defense or pitching, which is – I guess the pitching makes sense, but the defense I just don't get. Where do you where do you put Pakoda as far as uh, standing with the other projection systems? Is I think it seems like the luster is a little bit off. Yeah, you know, off of you know like they fall behind Zips, they fall behind. Uh, I don't know you know how they compare to like Steamer or Marcel. I like so Steamer. Yeah, I like Steamer a lot. Steamer is very simple, and it it surprisingly beats out a lot of things. I like that simplicity, but I like Zips because Zips takes into account injury data. And including top 100 stuff, uh, Dan does a really great job of making zips just being super, super deep. And it, it's if there's anybody that I trust to make kind of projection system, it's it's Dan uh, Zimborski, just because he's super knowledgeable. He's a you know he's a math major. He's he's on it. So and he's very, very unbiased with his numbers as well. Um, so I think I would go probably zips steamer. Then I haven't seen Marcel in a long time. Same thing with like all of our projections. They've been gone for a while, but. I'd say Zip Steamer Pakoda, in my opinion. Anybody else? Yeah, I tend to agree with that. But, yeah, yeah that'd, that'd, be that, that'd be the way that I would go. Right? Yeah. Yep. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over on on eighty and a half. As oh, well. okay. What are you gonna? What's your Just, number? Um. I was. For some reason, my gut says eighty four, but my my head. Or sorry, my my head says eighty four, but my gut says eighty six. What's your groin say? Uh, sixty nine. <laughs> 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 oh, I hate you! I hate <laughs> the fact that you forced me into that joke. <laughs> well, you, you go see if uh, Viva Alberto needs you on a podcast or something. Cause <laughs> oh God, we're no, doing it here. You. We're here, baby. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I I think it's a the big question is obviously going to be health is obviously a concern um and then whether or not the rotation becomes uh a mash unit again is also going to be an issue um if chris young is making 15 starts on this team then Mm. that's not gonna bode well yeah but uh if they can get literally somebody else to do that, then that'd be fine. You know, Kyle Zimmer's healthy. What? What? Who? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kyle Zimmer just broke his clavicle. Yeah, did you hear that? Did you hear that crash yeah. in the background? That sound yeah. of Comet hitting Kyle Zimmer, probably. Uh... <laughs> hey, can we talk about... I'm looking at Pakoda again. Can we talk about how... Kelvin Herrera got the death sentence where his top comp is Joaquin Soria. That's Ooh. just bad luck, man. Bad mood. I don't see how that's even remotely possible. Yeah, that's 
That's what I'm. It's Joaquin Soria, Houston Street, and Tug McGraw. That doesn't make any sense. Tug well, McGraw. hey, Pete Soria was an all-star. Yeah, reliever. yeah, he's pretty. Good. I mean, we're not talking about current Soria. Yeah, but he also doesn't. He did uh, Herrera stuff. Is so much different. Yeah. Will you guys take the under on the three point three three ERA projection for Herrera? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. I figured. So. Uh, absolutely. Okay. How about this? I'd, oh, go ahead, Josh. I mean, I I would be more willing to take the over if it was two point three. Yeah. But yeah, There's definitely some... taking the under on that. Okay. So I, I think most of the ERAs I saw, I would. I mean, I don't even think the Royals pitching is going to be that great, but I think based on what Pakoda projected them, I'd yeah. take the under on all, right. Let's, all of them. Yeah. Whereas the hitting stats, I think they're pretty on I think they're pretty on point for the hitting predictions. Let's, mm-hmm. let's go down the list for ERA. So, Ian Kennedy, uh, mm. 4.45. Under. Under. Um, Danny Duffy, 3.98. Under. 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 Ooh. Uh, I'll take the under, but... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at like a three seven ish. You know, I mean, I think what did he have like a three three last year, something like that. Yeah, it wasn't at three point three six. Yeah, I I feel like we're we might see a little bit higher than that. But um, all right, so Jason Vargas four point two nine. Uh, I'll, I'll go the over. The over. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I just don't expect. Yeah. And I mean, then, I'll. Go ahead. When I say over, I like I'm kind of in the four 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 five range. For yeah. Vargas. Ditto. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but, but yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not expecting him to just completely disappear. I mean, when he came back last year, he looked pretty good. Yeah, but... you look back at his numbers, you forget how good he was. Yeah. when he was healthy. Like I did. I looked at his numbers the other day. I'm like, wow, he was a really. He was like a 2.5 win pitcher his first year here. Like, yeah, that's a lot better different run environment. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jason Vargas. Yeah, yeah he was. So. Yeah. Yeah, two two point two wins on FWR, and then he had a sub four ERA and a decent FIP before he got injured in fifteen. Okay, cool. Um, final one is Jason Hamill, and Hamill's at uh, four. Oh God, four point five four. Under, yeah. under, but not by a whole lot. Oh really? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't think it'd be that like four four two or something like that. Oh okay. I I, I was thinking that's I was thinking like. Lower. I was thinking like four. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, he had a he had a three eight seven last year, and he's kind of sort of been around that number. Yeah. I mean, his his career ERA is four four two. So. Okay. Oh, well, oh. a lot of that's in Chicago or in there, Colorado, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Colorado I mean, and Baltimore. And Baltimore, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the under. Okay. Um, how about this? Ian Kennedy, Pakoda projects 28 home runs, over or under? If he pitches 174 innings. Push. Ooh. I like that. What about 28 and a half, Josh? Ooh. Under on 28 and a half, because I think he hits 28 on the nose. (laughs) (laughs) How how many of his, you know, 36 starts are going to be at Coffin? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll... I don't know. He might. Uh, he was so bad last year. I'll I'll take I'll take the over. Okay. But I'm not happy about it. Yeah, just out of out of spite. Um, okay. 
who is the oldest play, uh, outside of Chris Young? Who's the old? Well, Chris Young and Peter Moylan. Who's the oldest player on the roster? Joaquin Soria. Non-roster guys too. Who'd you, who'd you say? Uh, not, are we counting non-roster guys? Uh, Brian Painter doesn't count. It needs to be a core 25 roster man. Man on the 25 is what I'm thinking. Is it Moss? Nope. Because mm. Brian Pena's yeah, already yeah. on. It would be Young, Hamill, Pena. But there's someone who's just barely younger. Jason Hamill. Jason Hamill. Yeah, Jason Hamill. Yep, 34. Yeah. He and Jason oh, Vargas. Uh, Vargas is like seven months younger than him. But Vargy. Yep, he's thirty-four. But Royals all of a sudden got really old. It feels like. <sighs> well, yeah. you know. I guess all of the guys that agent. Yeah. all of the guys that were young four years ago are yeah. not now. Funny how that works in baseball terms. Yeah. Well, I mean, undefeated. Lor- Lorenzo Cain wasn't particularly young when he started, so he's you know a little bit older than you might expect him to be. And then Mustakis and Hosmer are going to be 27 and 28, I think. Or they're both 28. I forget which. Uh, 27 each. Gotcha. Yeah, they're my age. I think I'm just a little bit older than Hosmer. But, yeah, 27 each for them. Uh, hey, how about... How about... And then yeah, Paulo right. Orlando's, you know, 30, 39 and a half. Yeah, he looks, like he's, he looks like he's... He was a... 40s. The he's, oldest rookie since... He's 32, since, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's 31. Um, he was born... Yeah, 31. November 1st of 85. He's getting there. So what would you guys do for uh, for the hitters' home runs? Hosmer's projected for 18. I'm going to say... Let's bump that up to 21. Over. Yeah, but let's say 21. What's the over on 21? And a half. I'd still take the over. You think great? Okay. I think in a contract year, he's actually going to produce a lot of power. Matt? So I, I'll take the over 21. I'll take the over. Okay. Well, you could, I was going to probably say 18. I like right as his projection. How about for uh, Soler? He's got he's at 21 is his projection. Jorge Soler is going to hit 30 home runs this year for the Kansas City Royals. I'll, I'll, I'll mark that right now. Book it. Okay. He's I mean, I, I think I'm close to that. I'd say 27-28. Yeah, I'll take the over. And... He's the next Danny Tartable. Uh, Is he the next Chili Davis, though? No, he's not the next Chili Davis. There's only one Chili Davis. That's true. Unless you consider Glenn Allen Hill to be the next Chili Davis, and then there was kind of... Glenn Allen Hill. This person... Oh, yeah, that's the movie with, like, Alec Baldwin, uh, Bob Lemon... <laughs> Right? Oh, Sean. <laughs> oh, that's a baseball player? Oh, I, yeah. I, I didn't know that. He's the yeah, guy who hit the, the uh, yeah, he hit the, uh, like, 600-foot home run. Yeah. Uh, over, yeah, Wrigley. Um, hey, how about for uh, Brandon Moss? 17 home runs. I think he's going to hit more. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, 20 at least. I'd take the over on that, too. I think as a team, the Royals are going to have their highest home run total since day more has been here all right Ooh, you know what's surprising actually uh i don't know 10 home runs for mondesi i, I think that that's is cool. i don't think he's gonna play enough to get 10 okay but yeah. if he played what 138 games what do you think maybe i think I mean, he, he has the power 
that's you know that's just not came really... contact. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Somewhat necessary, I guess, for home runs. I think you'll walk into <laughs> enough mistakes. Yeah, I could see it, but I would. I'd probably take the under. Okay, hold on. On ten. I'm yeah. Ca- I'm trying to calculate. I mean, I I feel like if if Cuthbert can hit fourteen, that Mondesi could probably hit ten, but again, he would have to actually hit the ball. Yeah. For it to go that far. Um, I just so. calculated it, and I've got okay. How about a four percent walk rate for Sal Perez? Over or under? Under. Under. I was thinking <laughs> under. under. Yeah. That's, yeah, under. that's a bullish projection. I, I don't. I don't know. Three and a half. <laughs> the only way he gets a four percent walk rate is if Escobar or Mondesi is hitting behind him. Ooh, what? Yeah, is... intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was a thing that happened, kind of in his. I don't remember if it was his rookie year or his second year when he was hitting in front of Moustakis. Uh and so they he had like he had like nineteen walks in the first month or something like that. And then they moved Moustakis oh, yeah. from behind him and he had like three walks for the rest of the uh-huh. season. Uh Escobar at four point one percent walk rate. That's a hard under one. yeah. That's I'll, a, I'll cut that's that in a... half and I'll still take the under. I would actually, uh, if there's a prop bet from a gambling establishment that would actually let me put money on that, then oh, I, you would take the yeah. under on two point oh five. I wouldn't be oh, surprised yeah. if the dude had a zero percent walk rate. I honestly that's would not. If he swung just at everything, impossible. Two point oh five is like that's just that doesn't happen. I'm telling you, the dude. Two point two point oh five on six hundred plate appearances is uh what eleven walks. <laughs> I would be surprised if he saw. <laughs> I'm trying to think how many two strike counts he probably got to. Well, I guess didn't he, he have two two walk games last year? Yeah, maybe three. The, had, That's already like halfway to to your eleven. And they were they were intentional walks because I wrote about that article how somehow someone decided to intentionally walk him twice. It, I'm guessing game. it was Robin Ventura. It uh, yes, it was. It had yes, been. yeah, it was the White Sox. Because um, he loves intentionally walking yeah. people. The highest projected walk rate. For the Royals, out of everybody projected, Dean Anna. Former Yankee. No, that makes sense. Former, I forget where, I just think of him from the Yankees, Dean Anna. Um, but seriously, after that, it's Jorge Soler at 9.7, along with Gordon. Yeah. I think that's pretty decent. Yep. I like I'll take it. I really like Gordon. I wish Gordon was good last year. Um, yeah. I, I think want, he'll be I, good this year. I want him to be healthy again. Then. Yeah, I really like him. I, him and Duffy are two guys that it's hard to dislike. Yeah, um, well, the Royals are certainly banking on yeah. Royals fans feeling that way, which is why they signed both of them. Because yeah. that, that can't possibly go wrong. Yeah. Sweet. I mean, that and them being, you know, good players, but also because they happen to be sort of the fan favorites, I guess. Sweeney I mean, was that, once, too. Yeah. And he had the C on his shirt, you know, to yeah. make it official. Oh, he was the captain. I guess that's yeah. right. I kind of forget about yeah, that. Yeah, Mike... Yeah, he was the he's the last captain that the Royals have had. Yeah, he's no Derek Jeter, but so. man, he was decent. Uh, let me see. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hate Derek Jeter. Uh, you could literally say that about twelve thousand different major leaguers. I can't stand Derek Jeter. Anyway, <laughs> hey, what about um, strikeout rate? It has Gordon at twenty three percent. He was at twenty nine percent, I think, this past year. Take the over. I'm gonna take the under. 
Ooh, okay. I'll take the over. I'll take the over too, I think. Oh. How I'll about, push. How about 28% for Brandon Moss? Uh, under. I know he was at like 30% last year, but... Yeah, under. I think it's a completely different sort of environment that he's coming I'll take into. a over just because he said he was going to try to be more... Play, you know, have more discipline this year, which means it's probably going to take more walks and more and more strikes, though. Okay. So, yeah. I think his walk, walk and strikeout rate both goes up. Um, Mondesi, yeah, he's got. I have to scroll all the way down because it's sorted by war. Um, Mondesi, thirty <laughs> percent. Oh, I'll take the over. <laughs> if you got four hundred forty-eight games, I'll take the over. Or four hundred forty-eight PAs, I'll take the over. Is it? 30% flat, or is it like 30.8? <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, I rounded down, it's 30.1. It's reasonable. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll still take the over, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. That sucks. Uh, I just, I just, they, hmm. three or four years, and now I'm pretty sure somebody's going to be writing an article about how they just completely mismanaged him. Do you like, think that's he's the kind of the basement? No. I don't. Do you think I, what? Mon, is he starting at second base on opening day? No, I wouldn't think so. No. Yeah, I, think he's I don't think so either. Think everyone's right. projecting him. I mean, like, yeah. a lot of the projections and, you know, preseason yeah. write-ups have him at second base. But I don't think he's going to start there either. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, and his defense, I, I thought he was okay at second, but he – I was reading some stuff, and I think Fangraphs didn't particularly like him at second base. I definitely know that – I was reading this um, – who wrote about him? I think Eric Long and Hanging the Fangraphs was talking about how they didn't, how he thought Monesi didn't look too good at second base. But I don't know. He kind of won my eye test. Right? Yeah, met- Metrics didn't like him very much, but it's small sample size, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And it's not playing at his natural position. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Negative, uh, negative two DRS. And, I mean, he wasn't as bad as Cuthbert at third, let's be honest. But um, yeah, negative, oh, negative 5.6 UZR over 150. Okay. Hey, if Chase Velo got 250 plate appearances, Forty percent strikeout rate, over or under? <laughs> under, no under. Forties, yeah. Forties absurd. Take, oh, dude, take, I would take the over right take, now. I take, take the, the over. over. Yeah. Forty percent. He he had a thirty-five percent in like low A. <laughs> Let me see what it was. Uh, below. Who's the who's the who's the is it Joey Gallo, yes. the guy in Texas who's got like a. 38% strikeout rate or something like that. Yeah. But holy shit, when he hits it. Yeah. <laughs> Man. He he's a regular like Willie Mopania. Yeah. He's a regular Chili Davis out there. <laughs> when he you know, makes contact. Yeah. So, okay. So if you look at Joey Gallo, oh God, this is a great stat line. Um, so Joey Gallo, you go, okay, 22-year-old, 16% walk rate in the majors. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. 63% strikeout rate. His his WRC plus one a single digit one insane that's nuts anyways zero uh, Babbitt as well did not put a ball in play either homer yeah. or struck out or walked that's great that's or, awesome well he probably put a ball in play but he didn't it didn't go for hit so he didn't get a hit in play I should say anyway. uh, he's like a regular Merrill Hess. Ooh, he's got the minor league strikeout record, but he also has a minor league with record too. That's a good movie. Very good quote there, Josh. Minor, yeah. Anyways, longest home run. Yep, longest home in run. The minors. Yep, got a couple records. It's Michael Showalter that says that to him. I think no, one of those guys. 
Anyways, uh, we're talking about signs, right? Yeah, we are. Okay, good move. Um, all right, I don't know. Pakoda, it's out there. Any uh, Anything particular on that that you guys want to talk about further or questions about or anything? Or <laughs> Stop writing Bill. Yeah. Put Stop the... being angry at the man who it's named after. <laughs> he was on the radio yeah. today. That's great, yeah. <laughs> he was on the radio in Kansas City today, and I guess he, he disagreed with Pakoda's findings. You should, you who do you guys? He's got to sue him. Who do you guys think is going to lead the team in home runs? Uh, oh. Yeah. Solaire. No, I'm going to go with. Uh, ooh, I, I don't know. You guys all think Solaire? I think I, it's Moose. Yeah, I I'd like say Moose. Moose would be my second option. Okay, I think I can but, go with well, Moose. Well, I think Solaire's going to be huge, but. Ooh, I think Moustakis is going to have a monster season. Yeah. How about... His approach at the plate last year was, uh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's everything you always wanted Mustakas to be. Yeah. Oh, his before he got hurt last yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about over mm. under two home runs for Terrence Gore? Uh, under. under. Can, yeah. Way under. Can yeah. I go under on zero? That's what I was gonna say. Can you go negative? I think so. Uh, what about five for Alcides Escobar though? I'll take, I'll take the push. push. I'll, yeah, I think that's uh, a, I think it's a push. I could take four or five. Yeah. I'll hey, take the under. Pakoda comp Mike Mustakas. I'm I again. My history of baseball starts at 2002 ish. Um, Pudding Head Jones is the number one comp. That's a, <laughs> oh, that makes sense. That's a person. It's a plus plus name. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's like Oil Can Boyd. That's a great name, Pudding Head Jones. Or Three Jones. Finger Brown. I'm guessing there thing. wasn't any cocaine in the Pudding Head Jones story. <laughs> Willie Jones uh, is his real name. Okay, hey, he was he well, he got MVP voting. All right, that's pretty good. Jones was a per uh, Baseball Reference a 25 win player. That's pretty dang good. Two time All Star. Yeah, two time All Star. Uh, Great Nick Pudding Head. Where does that come from? What? I don't know. Anyways. Musakis was on pace for uh, 42 home runs last year. Just so you know. Wow. Okay. I really think he could actually touch Baldoni's record. Mm-hmm. Who? Moustakas. Nah, that's a little bullish, I think, for me. The juiced ball, man. It could happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now that they've gone back to the juiced balls, right? Yeah. Well, then you've got men on second base. You know, Manfred's really trying to screw it this whole league. He's really taking <laughs> over. Right. Should we talk about how that's like maybe one of the worst ideas of all time? The second quick? base for yes. extra innings. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. But it's. Well, I don't understand know, what, 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 what are they trying to solve exactly? Like, yeah. That games are too long. Like, extra innings don't. That doesn't happen all that often. Yeah. And that, I mean. Usually that's when it's exciting because you're waiting for the next team to score to win the game. So yeah. I don't – I mean, yeah, baseball can drag sometimes. So fix that. Don't fix the you know more exciting moments of the game. I don't, mm-hmm. Right. And the problem isn't generally innings 10 through 12. It's innings 1 through 9. I mean, that's what – that's the biggest part yeah. is the normal. Yeah, usually innings drag like the fifth or sixth inning when you start seeing a lot of mound visits and pitching changes. Yeah. And, Especially if it's zero zero or one zero, you know, where they're just trying to squeak out like, the lead. Carry Frank Conan's ball. Yeah. 
Is there anything more exciting than a uh, Sunday afternoon extra inning game? Where you're just yeah. sitting in the sun, and yeah. the kids are screaming, and your stomach hurts from lemonade. Right. Yeah, I- I'm with you. Because you skipped nap time to go to the game. Yep, yeah. And you can yeah, only yeah. visit the team shop four times. To- I mean, like at-, at some point, you're like, all right, I'm tired of trying to find uh, Mike Sweeney jersey on discount. I'm with you. Yep. Is there anything less exciting, though, than a minor league extra innings game? <laughs> oh, good God, no. No, not likely. <laughs> Holy oh, man. shit. And I honestly I, think they should just eliminate extra innings from minor league games yeah, and yeah. just call it a tie. Or, right. Yeah. Because or not give, only give are, the home team the win or do something. Because they pay these minor no, leaguers minimum wage. Oh, yeah. And how about you play for a couple extra innings as well and you don't get paid anymore for it because you don't get overtime. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's and, fun. you know, half of them work day jobs. Yeah. Yeah. That they have to wake up for the next day or. You know, have to call out of when they go on trips, road trips, and it's just there's a lot of things wrong with the minor league system in baseball, and <laughs> it seems like eliminating extra inning games might be the nicest thing they can do for them. Of all, yeah. of all the proposed, unless changes, you know they want to pay them. Do what? Sorry. No, to say of all the proposed changes, they're not really doing anything to address minor league pay. Yeah, let's say yeah. make that a rule. Just pay them more. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, have you guys ever heard? So this nickname for this guy is his name is Old Aches and Pains. Is his nickname? What? <laughs> what? Uh, Luke Luke Appling. Yeah, Luke Appling. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Huh. I have an old Luke Appling card. That's awesome. Luscious Luke. Old Aches and Pains. That's a great nickname. Not better, I think. The Earl of Snohomish. God, these names. Are, why don't players nowadays have great nicknames like this? They do. We have Esky and we just, Moose. Those are clever names. Well, we've got Crime Horse and Danger Ox. Like, what do you want? Yeah, but we don't have a guy named the Sneak Thief. We don't have Don Baylor <laughs> the Sneak Thief. Like, that's a great name. But I, they didn't really, like, they didn't actually call Don Baylor the Sneak Thief a lot. <laughs> you know, it's not like Puddinghead Jones, which that was what they called. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, well, Camera Eye. This guy's name was Camera Eye. Oh my God, these are great names. All right, well, I'm jealous. Old Shuffle, Old Shufflefoot, Lou Bedreau. God. Wee Willie, Wee Willie Keeler. Yeah. Like he Pee-wee was referred Reese. to as. Yeah, they were both like. That's that's crazier when it takes over their name. Yeah. Like yeah. they don't have a name anymore. <laughs> and Three Finger Brown. Yep. Mordecai. Just looking at him right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Death to flying things. That's always my favorite. Death or anyone fl- named Rube. Right. Whose name isn't actually Rube. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, those are always good. Oil Oil Can Boyd is like the last guy to have a legit nickname in baseball. Well, Rock Rains too. Rock Rains, yeah. What, what didn't ninety times? Oh, and I guess and, both of and them? I guess Raleigh Fingers and, and maybe Catfish Hunter actually outlasted Oil yeah. Can Boyd. Now that I think about yeah, it, Pudge, Pudge Rodriguez. Although oh, he yeah. stole his from Pudge Carlton Fisk. Yeah, but but Pudge doesn't have the ring to it that uh, that an Oil Can. Yeah, it's not quite as sexy as that. Hey, have you guys heard of this one? Baseball Reference. Lonnie Baseball is a nickname for Lonnie Chisenhall. Oh, that makes uh, sense. No Lonnie, one calls him that. Yeah. Lonnie Baseball. I'm trying to make that happen. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. You know, like Donnie Donnie Baseball. Yeah, the you Don Manning. Lonnie Baseball. 
And then the Yankee Clippard for Tyler Clippard. All right, I don't know if I. This is tough. Although you know, if you want a if you want a good nickname, you got to cheer for the Royals minor leaguer uh, Chris Devito. Yeah. Red What's Hercules. his nickname? The, the I'm forgetting it now. I'm blanking on it. Red Hercules. Red Hercules. Yes. Yeah. Red Hercules. But he calls himself. Twitter handle is the Girthquake. Yeah, the Girthquake. That's right. <laughs> that's that's a pro wrestler is, name. That's is like he, uh, yeah. Is he a man of size? We'll say he is yeah. a big dude. Yeah. And he has red hair. If in case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he okay. is awesome. Rich Holmes. Doesn't, doesn't Clint Fraser have a weird nickname? Because he's a ginger. Yeah, he is. Uh, I'm gonna pull it up real quick. Because I love Sean Mania was Baby Moose. I thought or Baby Giraffe. That was a cool one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Usually B Ref has something. Clint Fraser nickname. Well, fighting tomato? No, that's not it. Someone just said that. No, I don't. I don't see one. Although I, okay. he, he did tweet out to Bryce Harper saying, "Hey, come join us." And Bryce Harper was like, "All right." So, anyways, oh, Red Thunder is Red Thunder it? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Okay, that's yeah. Right. That well, there's good. Thor. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah but think, nobody calls him. Nobody night. calls him like Thor Syndergaard. Yeah. Like the yeah. thing about those classic nicknames is that it's literally like, hey, his his name is Pee Wee Reese, his name is Puddinghead Jones. What about nobody Buster, calls Buster Posey? Is Buster Posey's first name actually Buster? I can't imagine it's actually look. Buster. It's Gerald. Well, yeah, you'd yeah. go by Buster if your name was Gerald too. Yeah, Gerald Dempsey <laughs> Posey. So it's not even in his name they call him Buster. Okay. I'm calling him Jerry from now on. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course Damn you got Jerry. you got Donald Grinky too. Yeah, good old. Right. And don't forget about Luke Opla Oplakia. Opla, 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 Luke Oplakia. Hiram Davies. Luke Oplakia. Oh, Hiram Davies. Yeah. I don't. Can you guys E L I five Oplakia? Because I don't get that. I've always heard of Luke Luke Oplakia. Yeah. What's that mean? It's yeah. a that's a hoe shaver. Yeah. It's what? Luke Oplakia. Luke Oplakia. The Luke Oplakia is a disease. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Because I, I, cause there's Luke Anthony, I'm like, wait, what, what am I missing? Okay, that's a good one. I did like that one. Then. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but here that was a that was a that was a will thing, wasn't it? Yeah. You know what? We don't that talk was, about that... we don't talk about before Max. Not when Max. Leukoplakia is a predominantly white lesion of the oral mucosa. Yeah, that's that can... that's 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 early career Leukoplakia for sure. I can agree. with Oh that. yeah. That was his comp. I think Pakoda actually comped him as that. <laughs> if I'm reading it right. You're a legion. Yes. Congratulations. Legion. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's He's wrap. still a free agent, though. You know, he could. Uh... Yeah. I, I think they'll sign him. sign him this week? Yeah. With, with... I thought that was Jason Hamill. No. All right. So I've been thinking. Oh, that's so, a good point. Yeah. 2014, Luke Kochiver had, you know, conveniently had Tommy John surgery. It was the same time that uh, they played in the wild card. And then he really – they have not played each other since, uh, the Royals and um, Jason Hamill. I'm really buying this. I think it's true. So you're saying they've go, never go been in Sean, the same place? Sean's Twitter handle. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to – I've got so many conspiracy theories. I'm kind of like George Costanza where I'm living so many lies, so many theories that I can't keep them all straight because I've, I've still got to prove um, Paul Rudd, which is absolutely true. And someone else forwarded me something. Uh, I've got to figure out who it is. But there's another guy. Oh, was it Rob Riggle? Maybe it's some. There's someone that's a fake Royals fan again. 
I gotta figure out what it is. Hold on. Anyways, and now I'm a truther for Jason Hamels as Luke Hochaber, right? Anyone on board? No. All right. I love you guys too. Um, <laughs> what about what uh, the dog? The dog for the Brewers. That was a great conspiracy theory. You guys remember that one? Where oh yeah, the dog that was died? awesome. Yeah, I think that's good. But it didn't. Nope. There was a wasn't there a Drew Butera is related to Ariana Grande conspiracy? There was an oh, Aaron yeah. Crow was dating Kesha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Kesha one was good. That one was always fun. Oh, yeah, because Paul Rudd also was wearing a Jets hat. That's right. Because I'm thinking he wasn't actually – he wasn't a Chiefs fan either. He also wears a Jets hat. I'm telling you what. I'm, I'm, I'm done with this guy. I think he's – I'm really questioning his loyalty. I had, a, I had a buddy that got harassed by, like, dozens of Twitter users because he accused Eric Stone Street of not being a Royals fan <laughs> because he wore a Dodgers cap once. So be careful. Be careful in your accusations. Yeah. Well, I don't wear a hat at all. So are you guys hat? Are you guys? No, Max. You you wear a hat for sure. But Duke, I wear more? I wear newsboys and scally caps. I don't. I don't ah, wear. yes, that's right. What? Ooh, I don't know what a scally cap. A scally cap? Yeah. Let me look that up. Google Can you do that? The original Boston scally cap. Uh, I don't wear caps often. Oh yeah. Okay. What's? How is this any different than a? What's the word I'm thinking of? Not a G-pad. That's wrong. Huh. Is there another name for a scally cap? Um, you old scally cap. That sounds like a rude. Something my yeah. grandpa would say. Okay. What's I mean, uh, like, newsboys are fairly close to them, but oh, they're yeah, a little bit right. fuller in the, uh, and I guess what you would call the basket. Easy. Like, new, newsboys have more material, a little more fluff to them. If you go to the Wikipedia page for flat cap, flat cap, the the main photo is Jason Isaacs wearing a flat cap. Jason Isaacs of Harry Potter and a fame. t-shirt. Yes, in a t-shirt. Uh, he was in the Patriot. He gets killed. Spoiler alert. Gets his head chopped off uh, by Mel <laughs> Gibson. He's the he's the main bad guy in the Patriot. Yes. Can, but can he's we also, also in a lot of other stuff that he's way better in. Can so. we bring up the fact that he's in Event Horizon? Oh, who's he in Event Horizon? He plays the, uh, he plays, um, was it the, physici- the physician, like one of the doctors or something like that. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. And he's, he's in Armageddon. No way. Yeah. He's in, he's in some stuff. I like him a lot. He's in the OA. Yeah. He was in Awake, which was really good, that NBC show. Oh, yeah. I thought the OA... One of my friends watched the OA, and I know we're totally off topic, but we'll, we'll be done here in just a second. He said that OA was really, really bad. Not bad, but it's just like, oh, okay. Just really, just not clever? Did you like the OA? I liked it. Okay. I, I have heard that it, it kind of fluffs its ending a little bit. Yeah, he said he picked out what OA meant like by episode two, basically. Or, you know, as soon as they made the big reveal, he's like, okay, I know what OA stands for. Yeah, well, that's not... I, I don't think that's a okay. sticking point at all. Right? At least it should be. Max, what do you think? I have not seen it, and I read one review of it that was bad, so that's why I kind of kept away from it. So, What are the kids watching? 
What's what's the kids show nowadays? Kids don't watch shows anymore. They watch YouTube videos. Oh. Do your boys have uh, like a favorite? People playing video games nice. or sharing their Legos and Pokemon cards. What? Oh man. <laughs> they don't know what commercials are. They don't know what TV shows are. Disappoint. Do uh, <laughs> does your does your do your sons play Overwatch? Do they play any video games? Any any first person shooters? Are they allowed to? No, they're not allowed to play that yet. Ooh. Uh, no, it's mostly Minecraft. Ah. Uh, Super Mario World. And, uh, the classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's mostly those two games. Okay. Is that the uh, the Nintendo Wii Super Mario World? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a Mario Party as well, but uh, well, that's we just play, a great. We played a little Lego Star Wars. Ooh. There's nothing. There's nothing that ruins the family dynamic faster than a game of Mario Party, where everybody oh, God, can just yeah. get <laughs> everybody can just get pissed at each other for yeah. reasons that don't really matter. When Wii was really popular, I think my family probably went through ten Wii remotes just from slamming them on the ground, hitting <laughs> each other. It's just insane. Over Wii Bowling. Over something as stupid as, like, Wii Bowling or Wii... Whatever. Wii Tennis. Nah. Oh, I yeah. always sucked at those. Um, yeah, we. I have Madden, too, and my son is starting to get interested in football. Oh. So we wanted to play it. And, I, you know, I kind of take it I take it really easy on him, but, man, he gets upset when I, when, when I score a touchdown. <laughs> like, I... But you gotta learn. Yeah. Son, sometimes you're gonna lose. Yeah, so. life. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, and sometimes you will get destroyed. Yeah. Sometimes you lose by seven touchdowns. That's just like you ask a girl out, and she and you know she scores seven. And I'll take you know I'll, I'll keep passing in the fourth quarter. I don't care. <laughs> You'll go for two. You really got to go. For oh two yeah. In the fourth. Chip Kelly way, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's wrap it up. Um, sorry if we missed anything. Um, everything sounds. So with good? spring with with spring training around the corner, yeah. what was the best Royals offseason move? Uh oh, I I'm gonna go with uh Donnie Deweese. Seriously, All right. Matt, Max. Uh, I like I think Moss is a pretty good bet going forward. Uh, mm-hmm. so I'll say that I thought I thought that was a pretty good signing. Jay to the Duggan. Uh, right now I'd say Hamill. No, right. yeah, Ward. What do you think? Uh, I'm actually probably going to have to go with Solaire. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I, 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 I am going to John Solaire. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Actually, I, I might probably go with that one. I think a, a, a one year of Wade Davis for four years of Solaire is... That's that's probably a pretty good, uh, pretty good trade. And one so, year of a maybe broken Davis. Yeah, one year of a... I had elbow tightness last year. And my patrols also took a nosedive, and yeah, there's there's a lot to uh, about Wade Davis that is kind of scary in not terms the, of whether or not he's going to be hurt. So not the Drew Butera signing. Uh, I mean the Brian Pena signing makes me happier than really the Butera. Really put him over the top. Yeah. But the Jonathan Sanchez signing. Oh yeah, that. Oh, so excited. Well, uh, wait, the, wait, what? Be Jonathan Sanchez? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just, yeah, and I'm like Jesse in Saved by the Bell. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so, so excited. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan, I mean, Sanchez, Jonathan Sanchez's last pitch in 2014, his ERA in AAA with the Cubs is 67.51. And he that's didn't in 30 pitch anywhere in any league last year. What would you say? 
He didn't. That pitch. wasn't thirty innings, right? No, it's, it's actually point uh, two innings. So he gave he, up. Last year he didn't pitch at all in any yeah. league. Yeah, he hasn't pitched since twenty fourteen in any league, according to hmm. Fangraphs, from what I could find. Um, and it was a point two innings for the Cubs Triple A team where he <laughs> he gave up uh, so many runs he gave up in just that short time. He gave up five earned runs in point two innings on one hit, one hit, five runs. <laughs> He had one hit. That's all yep. we got is one damn one hit. Damn, it looks like there was a so one hit, five runs, three walks. So he probably walked him. He gave up a home run. So he gave up a bases loaded. Still put another runner on somehow, and then gave. He up. only walked three guys. Yeah, in point two innings, not bad. Yeah, that's good for him. Yeah, so he's yeah. all rested too. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He and Mike reattached his shoulder somehow. Yeah. All right. Steamer still has a projection. Uh, this isn't wrong. No, that's not right. Steamer projects him, and again, it's only over one inning, but Steamer does this kind of sometimes, um, just for guys it doesn't have a lot of record with. 4.22 ERA. 4.28 fifths. Yeah. Over. Yeah, over for sure. Hard over. Double that. Take, guys, take the take over. An, take. Yeah. The, I mean, the other the other offseason move that I, I kind of really liked was the uh, Dyson for Carnes, but... Oh, we kind of forgot about Carnes just talking uh, about him overall. Okay, yeah. As uh, as hard as getting rid of Gerard Dyson was, and yeah. as as good as I think he is, um, I think trading four years of getting four years of Carnes for a, a season of Dyson is, is a trade that I am glad that they were. It's the kind of trade that Dayton Moore is going to have to start making, and so to see that he's not. About not necessarily, yeah. Not necessarily as beholden to some of the the guys on the roster that are our fan favorites like that mm. is uh, that's a good thing to see, and I hope that that is a trend that gets carried into this season if the team doesn't you know perform the way that they are hoping that they will. Um, what's what's more likely for when Dayton Moore ultimately leaves? You think he is fired or retires? Retires. I think he takes another job. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like the president of baseball operations or something. Or goes to Atlanta. Oh, okay. I guess that's reasonable. Like when Sherholtz gone or when um. Sherholtz uh, is already gone. Frank Wren is in. Or no, it's no, it's uh, uh John Hart. Yeah. Coppoletto. Uh, yeah, Coppoletto. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Coppola. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would. The two options between fired and retiring, I'd take retiring, but I think it's kind of one of those situations where if Atlanta comes with a kind of just like a sweetheart job offer that he would probably take that one. But He gets to work alongside Jeff Francoeur one last time because, you know, he's going to be special assistant. to. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Francoeur is probably going to follow the, uh, the uh, Mitch Meyer coaching track. Here after too long, <clears throat> are they going to be able to deal with that many ruptured testicles? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> after bringing in a special surgeon, yeah. just Jeff, on you got to stop hitting these guys in the nuts, man. We're, we, they, our deal can only be so long. Um, <laughs> just looks at you with the crazy eyes. <laughs> hey, the best overall deal of the offseason, though, is definitely Jeff Loria selling the Marlins, which just got announced today, by the way. That's 
Oh, that did happen? Oh, well. That happened. It's hand, whatever. Hand, although, if there's one guy you probably don't want a handshake agreement with, it's probably Jeff Loria. Um, right. Well, because isn't he waiting until he gets the big boon of money from the All-Star game? Oh, I would bet. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Like, and uh, also, the, the potential buyer is not exactly liquid in cash. It yeah. has to scrounge up right? $1.6 billion. That's what a lot, a lot of – I was just on Fist Stripes, which is the Royals Review or whatever, the SB Nation Marlins blog, and there were some people who were legitimately thinking it was Trump. And I don't know if that's – There know were people should, commenting? Uh, not particularly. It was more on Twitter. Like they, they okay. did a roundup of Twitter. Unfortunately, Fist Stripes doesn't have a bunch of activity um, despite no, being a good site. So they had just did like mm-hmm. a Twitter roundup. And there are people who were thinking, yeah, it was Trump. I don't know if that's possible. but Well, was like, there, there was a report that it was uh, – it was uh, uh, Ivanka's father-in-law, um, oh. Kushner. Who, but then I right. guess there was some reports that said MLB actually MLB actually said no, he's not involved. So oh, okay, it's not Stan Kroenke. It might be Stan Kroenke. Never know. Stan. He'll move, move the Marlins to LA. Yep. Why <laughs> right, not? There's you know fourteen yeah. professional sports teams in LA right now. Basically, might as well. Yeah. Uh, Add three more while we're at it. The L.A. Marlins just keep the name, even though it doesn't make sense. Like the Utah Jazz. Yeah, or the L.A. Lakers. Could it be Robert Durst? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would be great. Uh, that would be funny. Or yeah, or like the Rockies in L.A. would be cool, I guess. Anyways, all right. Okay, cool. Well, we talked way too much, but uh, there's yeah. no way there's no way anybody's still listening at this point. Absolutely, there's no way. <laughs> Oh, no, they could be. They could just have put their earphones down and walked away or something like that. Answer or they fell asleep. Yeah, or fell asleep. But. Okay, well, if you're still listening, um, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, let's give our quick rounds here. Uh, we've got, of course, always Max Reaper. Um, thank you very much, Max. Do you want to give your Twitter handle? Sure, it's Max Reaper, M-A-X-R-I-E-P-E-R. And... Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, Josh Ward, thank you very much. You are J underscore K underscore Ward at Twitter, right? Yes, I am. All right, thank you. And then finally, we've got, uh, he's not an old man, but we call him Old Man Dugan. Uh, Josh Dugan, thank you. What's your Twitter, dude? At Old Man Dugan. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to make you say it. Um, Yeah. And we should say that Max is the Royals Review Twitter also. Oh, yes, that's true. Oh, I didn't want that secret to get out. Damn it. Ooh. He's also Slugger uh, as well. He dons the hat and everything. So. Okay. He doffs the cap. Yes, the, he, the flat cap, the Jason Isaacs flat cap. He doffs mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'm Sean Dukirk, uh, Sean Core on Twitter, Sean with a U. Um, yeah, that's it, guys. Any, anything we missed? Anything else? Nope. I think that's good. Yep. Do you know what the career uh, high for home runs in a season by Brian Pena is? Uh, seven. That Four. Is incorrect. Is, those are both incorrect, but the correct answer is six. Ah, okay. All right. Well, hopefully he breaks it this year. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. Somehow. I don't know. That means that something bad happened probably. <laughs> that means something um, real bad happened. No, no, no. He could have a huge breakout. See, I mean, hey, he could just be better than Brandon Moss as a hitter. That's okay. That's a good, good turn. Well, I mean, he hit six home runs in 64 games, so it's not... He's a slugger, dude. Six and 64. Oh. That's, that's Eric Hoffman, right there. Uh, all right. Anyways, everybody, have a good night. Thanks for listening, and as always, uh, have, have good days.
most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.